thank you for joining us for the first session in our series of podcasts on perspectives on ESG in the Middle East. I'm David Foster, a partner in Allen & Overy's M&A team, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Iqbal Khan, the CEO of Fragile Capital, which is one of the leading private equity investors in the Middle East and Southeast Asia. Iqbal, I know this is an area of particular importance for Fadja and that on a personal level, you've been a vocal advocate for the ESG agenda over the years. So thank you for agreeing to share your insights with us today. So Iqbal, let's kick off with the first question. I think it's fair to say that whilst there's clearly been an increased focus on ESG in recent years, the COVID-19 pandemic has accelerated this trend. What's your approach to identifying and managing ESG factors within your investment and portfolio management processes? At Fajal Capital, we were born after the financial crisis of 2008. And at that time, our first investment thesis was to connect the real economy with the financial economy. You would recall there was a massive, massive volatility across the world. And we felt that we could do that by investing into the real economy in line with the Sharia principles and ESG principles to make sure that the world becomes a stable place. So we were kind of SDG and ESG were not the prominent themes as they are now. So we were kind of an early starter and therefore we incorporated it as part of our DNA. And you are absolutely right. COVID has been a big differentiator between different companies and the prominence of ESG and SDG has become much more focused in the in the region, but across the world as well. And so just sort of taking that a step further, Iqbal, and to sort of bring it further to life for our listeners, could you give us an example of ESG factors that you've identified on one of your fund investments and how these have been managed by Fadger Capital? I'll give you two examples, if it's okay with you. Of course. Uh, <laughs> we invested into an education company in the region. And when we looked at the education company, we realized very early on that ESG and SDG goals can only be implemented with good governance. And good governance for us means not only getting independent directors to sit on the various committees, but also to create a reputation and ethics committee, which actually monitors and enables all the ESG principles to be implemented across the company. We did the same thing in a financial institution in Asia, where we invested, and we made sure that the portfolios of the financial institution were embracing the ESG principles and were actually measuring them and monitoring them along with other parameters which they were looking to make themselves world-class on. So this was a very early initiative which we did in both these companies. And we have been monitoring this at the board level, at the investment committee level. And we continue to believe that good companies have good outcomes. For a long time, ESG was about values. But today it is also about value. It creates value in a big way. So therefore, good companies have good outcomes, whether during the life of the portfolio or afterwards. And on that 
second phase, there's, I guess, the conversations that you have when you're investing and the changes that you might want to make in the first you know, 100 days of the investments. But presumably, that's just the start of the conversation with your portfolio companies. And that is a continuing conversation. What are the conversations that you're having with portfolio companies now around the topic of ESG? So we have a philosophy of better investments. Before we invest into a company, we ask ourselves, how will we be a better investor? A better investor means how will we be a better ethical investor, better sustainability investor? How will we have better governance? And if we cannot answer this question, we will and we will make this company better on all those parameters which we believe in, we will not invest. So this happens in the due diligence process. Then during the investment, we ask ourselves, are we being a better investor? And to us, better investor means that the quality of the governance, the efficiency of the capital structure, the quality of the alignment with the management team and the implementation to the in all areas of the company is very clearly defined. And at the time of the exit, the philosophy of better ownership is to find a better investor than ourselves to carry on the sustainability and an agenda of fairness and an agenda whereby we can make sure that this company continues to be a better company beyond our investments. And in terms of the, so there's the conversations you're obviously having with, with sort of portfolio companies pre-investment, during investment, and then at the exit stage. Obviously, a number of those conversations happen in parallel with conversations with your investors. In terms of those conversations with investors, how have you seen those change over the years. Our sense is it's an area that investors into private equity funds really is close to the top, if not at the top of their agenda at the minute. Are you, are you seeing that play out in practice with your investors too? So we are seeing that all our investors, such as the Brunei Investment Agency, Khazana National, Barhad, Abu Dhabi Investment Council and others are represented at our GP decision-making forums. And they are very concerned that the quality of governance and the ESG embrace at the GP level should be 100% and should be completely committed because the portfolio companies will not have a higher level of commitment to the ESG principles if the GP itself doesn't have it. And this is a trend which we see because whatever return which we produce for our investors for them, the biggest thing is the reputational risk. And they know that by embracing ESG, UNPRI principles, and other value-based investment principles, they are ensuring not only the GP, but all the portfolio companies are run in a fair, sustainable, ethical manner. And I guess linked to that question, Iqbal, Fajr Capital is obviously a Sharia compliant firm. Do you see any areas of convergence between Sharia and ESG principles? So, yes, the Sharia compliant space is converging with the ESG space because one of the principles of the Sharia is that you invest in that which is good for mankind. In Arabic, it is called Yanfaun Nas that which is good for mankind, not that which is good for Muslims alone or Muslim countries, but mankind embraces whole of humanity. 
and in the widest and the broadest sense. And there's been a lot of work which has been done by faith-based economists and scholars like Dr. Paul Mills, who talks about how faith-based investors are impacting this area. I'm really excited about this, what I call the alliance of goodness being created between different faith groups to collaborate and allocate capital in a manner that places impact first, not last. The Global Impact Investment Network, which is a faith-based investor hub, is a unique example which brings together the people from the Christian faith, the Jewish faith, the Buddhist faith, and the Islamic traditions. And we are members of this particular platform to see how faith-based investors can collaborate to deepen their potential impact of their investment portfolios and advance global agendas such as the UN Sustainable Developmental Goals, the Paris Climate Change. So we've been working with Jim for a number of years, and we believe that we are beginning to see a paradigm shift of from an ownership concept to a stewardship concept. And this shift is also happening in not only at the portfolio company level, but also at the GP level, which is very fundamental for it to have a big impact. So yes, we are seeing a huge amount of convergence between the faith-based investors, but between the faith-based investors and ESG as well. Iqbal, I could talk to you about this all day, but sadly, we don't have the time for that. So I'm, I'm going to wrap up with one final question, if I may, which is just a question around your outlook for ESG in the Middle East for the sort of coming 12 months and beyond. And in particular, whether you see any changes to the ESG risk profile in response to pressing emerging issues such as climate change. The Middle East is going through a very interesting transformation. There's a younger, more dynamic leadership. There's greater transparency. Social media usage is increasing. So there is a realization that ESG and ethical principles are not just about values, but they are about value. With a younger population, there is a lot of pressure on the leadership to make sure that ESG and SDG principles are further enhanced and enabled in these countries. I believe this is a very, very good development. We will see some unicorns coming out of the Middle East, which are based on ESG, but we'll see some of the more mature companies also embracing ESG and becoming role models and world-class institutions from the region. We are very excited because this actually validates our investment thesis that invest into good companies, make them better, by better governance, greater compliance with ESG, and building fairer impact-oriented institutions. Thank you, Iqbal. So to sum up, I think the three key takeaways from today's podcast are, firstly, when it comes to ESG, it's not just about values, but it's also about creating value. Secondly, Reputational risk is arguably a bigger issue for investors than financial return. And accordingly, investors are very concerned that the quality of governance and the embracing of ESG principles are embedded at the GP level. Portfolio companies are unlikely to embrace a higher level of commitment than that demonstrated by the GP. 
And finally, Iqbal, you are seeing a paradigm shift from ownership to stewardship and to allocating capital in a way which places impact first and not last. Iqbal, thank you again for joining us today.